Hey everybody, welcome back to another uh, live interview here on uh, Direct Motocross Instagram. I'm Billy Rainford here. Today we're going to, uh, well, we're going to try to do, like I said, as many of these as we can. I'm up here at Lagoon City at my uh, office away from the office. This is the uh, new mobile world headquarters for uh, Direct Motocross here. Uh, today we've got, uh, got someone who's got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I mean, things are just, this coronavirus thing is just affecting so many people in so many different ways. So uh, I thought it'd be a cool idea to have a chat with uh, someone who, sorry, I'm kind of watching here to see when he pops up. Someone here who uh, is a track owner, owned another track. There he is there. We'll grab him there. Let's check him there. Again, like I say, we just got to do that. And then we have to... Checking in. I'm talking about Ian Hayden from Moto Park. Uh, there he is now. Hey, Ian, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great, man. Hey, thanks for doing this. Uh, man, again, your head's closer than mine is. I'm going to have to get match your head size. <laughs> yeah, let me pull it back. <laughs> are you comfortable? Are you holding your camera, your phone? Because that's going to be I tiring. Am. That's okay. All right. I hope you're going to get sore shoulders. But hey, everybody, that's uh, Ian Hayden from uh, Moto Park. Thanks again, like I say, for doing this, Ian. Strange times we're living in here. It sure is, man. I uh, don't want to say I underestimated it, but yeah, I didn't foresee it going this direction. But yeah, it's a different world. And some of the older people we chatted with, they've never, they've not experienced or seen anything like this. So it's kind of uncharted territory for so many. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I'm, I'm up in uh, at my parents' place here and uh, on the drive up, I was, I was bored. So I started calling people and one <laughs> of the guys I spoke to, and we had very similar things uh, with you to talk about was Brett Lee from uh, Walton. And I mean, uh, you obviously running uh, the motor park facility and and uh, previously, your county line place, Motor Park at County Line down there in Fountain, Florida. But, again, we got tons of stuff to talk about. So let, let's jump into that. Um, for starters, obviously, long motocross career, long snowcross career, uh, then turned to track owner. When exactly did you buy Motor Park and how did this all come together? And is that where you saw yourself going? Uh, no, I had no idea where this was going. I was just racing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I started teaching at Motor Park in the early 2000s. Um, Carl was still running the place. So yeah, I got to know him well. And I don't want to say I got bored of just teaching, but then we got involved with the paintball stuff. And by 2009, I had taken him for a 65th birthday and asked, All right, you're 65, what's up next? Are you going to retire? Who's taking over? With zero inclination that that was something I would end up with. But uh, yeah, about eight months later, June 1st, I think it was 2010. Yeah, he took over Motor Park, which was awesome. Yeah, it was really, really cool. I kind of, I knew the motocross stuff wasn't going to last for long, and um, it was fun. It was great, but I think it kind of put it all into perspective for me. <laughs> I got a fourth, I think, at Walton in the 450 moto in the mud, and I, I think I got 300 bucks, and I'm like, hmm, that was a lot of work for 300 bucks, and I've enjoyed it. <laughs> and I was getting a little bit older, and the snowmobile stuff had taken over for me. It was really, really busy and became my bread and butter, so... Um, I, I needed to know what was after racing. So Motor Park started, and then I continued racing snowmobiles through 2016. And I got super nervous when that was ending. I'm like, oh, man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do when I don't have anything to do in the wintertime? So hence where MP County Line came in, and that was a lot of fun. It was good. Right now, okay, so you had Motor Park. You obviously, we've, obviously, I talked about it too. You want to have a place where the, fa you know, the family of motocross people have a place mm -hmm. to go in the States. Super competitive business down there. And like they always mm -hmm. say, well, everywhere, especially in the States, everything is always for sale. So mm -hmm. you've just closed a deal. You are no longer uh, in Fountain, Florida. What, uh, how'd that happen? Yeah, we had listed it about a year ago. Um, I know that buying or selling a motocross track isn't a quick transaction. The market's not big. 
Um, and, and especially if you don't already have one buying a second one as a foreigner, like what we did, it was, I went in with a lot of unknowns. I just knew we had a healthy following at Motor Park and people that were looking to travel south. But uh, Michelle and I had chat a ton and we really enjoyed it. But our daughter, she was going to be, it was, it was when we decided to list it, it would have been, I guess, just about a year now. And uh, our, we were two years out from her starting school and we back and forth. Are we going to do homeschool? Are we going to do half the year um, in Florida, half the year in Canada and Hemden Hod and Hemden Hod? And we decided, you know what, let's proactively list it. We'll just quietly do it. We're okay with spending two more years in Florida. We enjoy being down there and it was a lot of fun in the relationships that we were building, we're growing, and, and the momentum was starting to pick up. So yeah, anyway, long story short here, we, uh, oh, we, had, we had some interest. <laughs> it was a long story. We had <laughs> some interest in December, and it kind of drug out a little bit. And then with this COVID deal, anyway, we closed the deal uh, just over a week ago. It came down to like 48 hours. It went back and forth, and I finally said, no, I'm not doing this deal. We'll just keep it for another year. They <laughs> came back, and I said, yeah, you do this in two days. We'll take it. So we did, and it worked. So we... Uh, bittersweet but yeah we sold we packed up we stayed for a few days to help them transition there was a bit of urgency i think to get back to canada based on everything right here we are we're back home so yeah is it are we excited i'm not sure i don't really know i've asked a few questions already i'm like i don't know how to take it right now i really enjoyed it and i really enjoyed seeing the momentum that we were building and but you know what all good things come to an end and there's something new and exciting around the corner i'm sure so all right so it's kind of it was a more of a family decision what you're going to do with the, you know it's how that's going to look okay it makes that makes good sense. Now, was it an American uh, family or guy, girl that owned, bought it? And what's their plan? They yeah, they are. They, uh, they're out of Pennsylvania, the Decker family. The son races ATVs and bikes. So I know there's been a bunch of banter. Oh, the quad guys are buying it. But they're actually an amazing family. And he rides both. And he has full int uh, intentions of putting a second track in and one for ATVs and one for bikes. And then just going to flip back and forth week in and week out because he, he realizes that it just doesn't work having uh, bikes and quads on the same track, especially there in the sand. So yeah, it was good. And I mean, beggars can't be choosers too. Yeah, you know, we, we had someone that was interested and that's just how business goes some days. So yeah, they're a great family. We, we spent about two weeks with the wife, uh, Melissa. She was amazing. Learned a lot and a lot of, I think they're a good personality. They're going to bring their own crowd, and, but they're going to do fine. They'll do good. So. That's good. So you, uh, you had to take it through the hurricane and all the damage and the repairs and everything and then sell mm -hmm. it. Yeah, exactly. And, and sold it right on the cusp of this economic downturn. So that right. little bit of relief was really good to get out when we did on that sense, because who knows what's going to happen down there. Being a foreigner, too, it's your hands are pretty tied with a lot of stuff. So that yeah, was good. I don't know. I can't tell you I'm 100% stoked. I mean, there's a little bit of relief, but that's okay. There's always other tracks if we decide to do it again. So. All right. I was going to say, now, where do you go to ride now in the States? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've got a couple ideas, but we'll see. So competitive down there, right? It is. That's why we didn't do the full training facility, like the GPS and the MTS and stuff. We did offer it, but we were really like wanting to cater kind of what we do a motor park. Let's enjoy it. It can cater from anyone to beginner to a pro, but it's not solely just the pros or the, the really aggressive advanced amateurs. And that's what we did. It's a holiday. People are knocking the rust off from the Canadian side of it. So let's make it a fun track. Let's make it look cool. Let's let them get their Instagram shots. But overall, it's just <laughs> a good time. And I think that's what I liked about that track was just fun to ride. So we kind of stuck with that model and it seemed to work and, and it grew. It grew. I mean, every year our numbers were growing and it was good. It was fun. Well, that's good. So bottom line, did you make a couple dollars on it? No, it's a labor of love, right? <laughs> that's a labor. If I made any money, I might have sold some money when I got the better exchange rate because of the economy. But that's about it. I didn't make any money. But, uh, you know, you can't put a price on the experience and what we got for my kids too. like Ellie to grow up with all those people and new friends from all over the world and stuff she did. To me, that was worth every last dollar I put into it. It was fun. It was good.
All right. Hey, sorry, I don't have any uh, anything for Moto Park with that. I'm wearing a 1986 Supercross shirt for uh, for my school picture. <laughs> no problem. Mullet. I like it. I like it. It's fresh. Holy Gully House League <laughs> ribbons. I don't have yeah. anything for Moto Park up back there, though. Sorry. Well, that's okay. No problem. We'll find something for you. <laughs> An old moto muffin rotting back there or something. <laughs> yeah, okay, so now go. let's talk. I was very interested in that long talk I said, like I, I did with Brett Lee about this kind of stuff too. And I want to talk to him more as well with the big event, obviously, the TransCan and his thing. And you've got your moto park, uh, your moto cups and everything. What's the, what are you guys doing? What's happening behind the scenes for facilities and tracks and races here in Ontario and across Canada? You know, there's been some discussion for sure with Brett and Derek and Ryan and a few others. Just what do we do? Where do we go? How do we keep this? You know, you, I know some, I don't want to call them smaller facilities, but yeah, a little bit smaller facilities that are open and having, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, Cause people want to get out and do stuff, but then uh, there's a, it's a long conversation. There's endless ways to look at it and what's the right thing to do and what's the wrong thing to do. Is someone going to get COVID when they're sitting on their dirt bike with their helmet on riding? Probably not. Someone going to get it, you know, if you open up the office and have people in touching things. Yeah. So that's not a good play. You know, if they get and close just to get hurt. You get hurt and have to go to an emergency room, right? That was honestly the biggest thing. We're not number one fans at the Owen Sound Hospital anyway. Oh, you're from Motor Park? They almost make you wait in the parking lot in the van. It's horrible. <laughs> so that and then, you know, it's a liability too. You don't want to see someone get – that needs medical attention and, and maybe get treated poorly. And secondly, I don't want to deal with another liability or a lawsuit or something where we were kind of deemed irresponsible on something and not really taking into consideration other people. So – I don't know. It's such a gray area. We've been back and forth and kind of waiting to see what the government sets out. Uh, do I think we could do it safely? Yeah, I do. I think we could do it on a downscaled version, close the snack bar, uh, don't have that office, have someone at the gate and just kind of have everyone, you know, lay out parking spots and stay within your old space or whatever the regulations are. Uh, I would love to do it because, hey, the weather's going to be 15 degrees this weekend and sunny. I could fully open this weekend. Track's already dry, but you know, our hands are tied right now and I don't want to be, I don't want to make the wrong decision and I don't want to come across greedy or careless about other people. So I think I just got to tread lightly like we all do and, and see what really happens in the next 12, 14 days. So. Right. So you're not uh, regulated to close or are you told you have to close? We're kind of falling in that other category right now where we're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're in a gray area. Yeah. There's some people say you must close and then there's other people say you don't. So I'm going to err on the side of caution right now. It pains me because we have great weather, but in previous years, we've not been able to open until late April anyway. So it's not like we're super behind if we get fortunate enough that we can kind of incrementally start doing things. I know races and stuff like that where people are going to be hanging on the snack bar deck and all that. That's a ways out. That ain't happening. But I think there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel for people to get out of their house a little bit and, and, and be able to go and ride if we just kind of put some practices in place to keep them apart and keeps everybody kind of happy, I guess. Right. So what's, uh, I mean, when was your first race supposed to be? I think the end of April, we, we've been working on a schedule that uh, we'll probably release at the end of Friday. It's going to kind of show an updated schedule for South, Southwestern Ontario with the cups and trends can and all that sort of stuff. It's definitely going to be delayed and we're still back and forth, but I kind of think we came to one today. So I think it's coming up Friday. Coming up Friday. Okay. It's good to, uh, uh Oh, what's that? What are you lighting on fire? <laughs> someone's, someone's backing up the dozer here. I don't know. I'm building the track here. <laughs> There's, we got it. Perfect. Hey, the place there isn't burning down. Uh, I think it actually might have been almost burning down, but it's not. Sorry about that, everyone. Uh, okay, so uh, redone schedules coming out. Uh, yeah. Boy, when are you – I guess, like I was speaking with Justin Thompson, too, on the phone and stuff, and you have like an A, B, and a C kind of thing, right? You go, okay, yeah. let's try for this. 
Yeah. Two weeks out from that, we're gonna have to adjust again, or if month out, you know what I mean. So. Yeah, yeah. The I think the latest we have is eight weeks from March twenty fifth, I believe, which puts us at May twentieth, kind of just after the proposed round one and two of Moto Cup. But anything can change. I don't really know. I just don't want to get ahead of ourselves. So yeah, we'll wait for that, and I'm sure there'll be more phone calls and discussions again. I feel bad for everyone. You know, people are keen to get out riding and, and the weather's coming around and businesses. This is like we've spent all the money all winter paying the bills. Now we need to start doing business again. So That's what, uh, again, that's a good point. People don't really think about that. It's spring. That was, you're supposed to make your money now and then get yeah. yourself through the winter. But uh, with that, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's amazing when you think about the things that it affects. Like it, it's just a trickle down, trickle everywhere. It's crazy. It is. Even the dealers happen to close and all that sort of stuff. It's uh, yeah, it's a big, big effect for sure. But it's all new. We'll figure it out. We'll make through. Right. And I'm afraid, I'm sorry, this doesn't pay very well what we're doing right now. Okay. Sorry. I got nothing to do anyway. I don't like most of us. <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> vacuuming the RV right now. So. <laughs> oh, is that where you are? No. There's yeah. No. I'm sitting in there. It's a little quieter in here. I got no kids in here. So it's perfect. I can sit in here. <laughs> uh, ceiling fan in there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been good. Got a different one. Family, family rig this winter. It's good. Nice. Hey, how about uh, flying? You get no flying? I did actually. I did a couple flights um, in early March. I was back and forth to Florida a few times. Uh, both personally and for business. And then uh, I did a flight the other day again. So yeah, I've been doing a bit for sure. There's a lot more orange medevac transfer stuff coming up, especially with this unfortunate oh, yeah. deal. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'll have that going on. And I kind of, I, I don't actually mind it because it ups our testing. We have to get tested all the time and uh, keeps us oh, a little sure. bit healthier. So yeah, it's cool. And if we can help anybody, like we just did a recovery flight the other day and brought people, some elderly people back from Sudbury. So that was good. Kind of nice to get them home and keep them somewhat quarantined and safe and healthy. Is that the kind of thing like a lot of people with, uh, you know, small planes are doing? No, I, it was, uh, I think, well, the, the one company I've been flying with, Air Bravo, they offer a charter service. So people are taking advantage of it more, especially with the limited um, international and domestic flights. So, yeah, they've been hiring their own planes and their own family and, and doing that. So that's what we did. I went down to Orlando and back Sunday, picked some people up and brought them back. So, hmm, oh, yeah, wow. it's been good. It's been nice. It's nice to help out. It's not just an aimless me flying around burning gas. I was actually being productive and helping. <laughs> Right. Now, I know you were kind of looking at, uh, I know you have to make an awful lot of stops in the plane you used to have. Still the same plane? Or have you... Uh... No, no. This one, it was direct flight. So we went right from Orlando to Kitchener oh. for customs in three and a half hours. That was good. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit bigger plane. It was, uh, 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 yeah. So it's good. Every time you get in the new one, it's a little bit bigger, a little bit faster. It's, it's fun. So yeah, I want to do some exciting stuff with the motocross stuff. When people start traveling with the nationals, whenever this world settles down and we get back to normal, it'd be fun to offer that especially with some of the guys that are limited with travel time during the week if we have to get them back and forth and it's a double mix for me i get to mix two hobbies motocross and aviation so once things settle out we'll get back to that okay nice all right ian well um man again appreciate you doing this i mean we've got to try to keep uh i don't know keep talking with people keep uh, everybody kind of interested in doing some things like this so it's always i mean i know you just sold the uh county line there i wasn't sure if you were going to be happy or in tears or uh, what we were going to find I'm not happy. I don't, I'm sorry. I'm not that I'm not happy. I'm not sure if I'm happy or in tears either. So <laughs> I'll, uh, it'll sink in. It's cool. Like I said, if we need to go do something else, we can get another track and have, have more fun somewhere else. That's okay. Well, nice, man. Well, again, I appreciate your time here taking it. Mm -hmm. Good luck with everything. Stay safe. Thanks. And uh, hopefully we get back to racing. Hey, why don't you uh, pay for help pay for some of those banners that are around your track? Do you want to thank anyone or who you involved with? Yeah, we got a great crew. I mean, obviously, you guys, we support uh, immensely with the whole direct motocross and MXP and, and, and guaranteed. Like, we appreciate the coverage that you guys do. So thank you for kind of keeping us in, in, in the spotlight and 
up to date. Yeah, we got Mike Jackson GM. Those guys have been great. Uh, we got Generac on board, actually. I'm really excited about that. They've been stepping up huge. So as soon as we get this thing back in order, we get some great new prizes for the Motor Park Cup. And I think Rockstar will always be floating around and Yamaha's there. So yeah, those are the four main ones right now. And um, I'm sure we'll get some more stuff ironed out. We had some really, really cool things lined up, but yeah, they're on hold right now. But we'll, uh, we'll debut them soon. Okay, hey, what do you got? You and uh, Zeb going to rip up 125s? What do you got in the, uh, in the shed? Yeah, he keeps trying to tell me to get one, so we'll see. I don't know. He's been riding one, which is awesome. Yeah, we have so much fun on it, and I know Taylor got one of them off me, so it seems like the older guys are getting back on the two strokes and having a blast, so it's, it's quite possible. <laughs> All right, Ian. Well, again, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, good luck with everything, and uh, awesome. man, we'll keep in touch, and we'll uh, watch for the updated schedule for uh, coming out later this week. Yeah, you bet. Sounds good. We'll chat soon. Thanks, Billy.